Hi friends, this is episode six. So today we're going to be talking about self-love and self-worth and we're going to look at is that the problem? Is self-worth and a lack of self-love what's keeping you stuck in unhealthy relationships? So this came up the other day. Um, I in my other I have some another job where I coach coaches and a coach said that they were struggling with a client and they knew that the issue with the client was a lack of self-worth and like a lack of self-love and a misunderstanding of self-love. And their question was, how do I get my client to love themselves more? And I thought it was a really, really great question and a question that a lot of my clients have come with. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Because there's a lot of misunderstandings about self-worth and about self-love. One of the problems that I see and that I've done to myself is thinking that my relationship issues were caused by me not loving myself enough. We are sort of told that in the self-help world, especially at the beginning, that you need to just love yourself more. Focus on yourself first. Love yourself first. And that can be sort of true. However, it's really not useful because if you're anything like I used to be, I didn't know what that meant and it made me feel worse. So what would happen was not only did, was I in a relationships where like I wasn't feeling loved and I kind of didn't like myself, honestly, because I thought I was the problem and I thought I was unlovable and all of that. But then being told that the reason I'm struggling and the reason I'm feeling this way is because I don't love myself enough. It just made me feel worse because there wasn't a solution. No one was telling me what self-love even was. No one was telling me how to have a higher self-worth. It was just sort of something that you were supposed to have. I'm also going to talk about confidence because confidence is often looked at as the opposite of having low self-worth or a lack of self-love. We often describe that as being confident. And so we're going to talk about what confidence even is. So people often think that self-confidence or self-worth is something that we just have or don't have. They talk about it like it's something that we're born with or it's a characteristic or like a personality trait. But the truth is that confidence and self-worth is actually something that's learned. And we're going to explore this more in this podcast. But confidence and self-worth is something that's learned. People who are confident have thoughts about themselves, how they see themselves, how they think about themselves, and how they talk to themselves that make them feel confident and that make them have a high level of self-worth. I used to do this presentation on confidence a long time ago, and I used an example from Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I absolutely loved it, so I'm going to retell it here. So If you don't know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, he has been successful in a million areas of life. So he was, and I can't remember exactly, but he started as a really successful bodybuilder. I think he was also successful in real estate around that same time. And when I say successful, I don't just mean like good, but he's like top, like top, like he is the most successful in, in industries that he goes into. Like he's, he's a superstar, right? So he was very, a very, very successful bodybuilder, successful in real estate too around that same time. And then he transitioned to doing movies. And he was a successful movie star. He was in Terminator. 
Um, I know who he is and I never know who any movie stars are. So pretty successful, pretty popular. And then he also um, now was the governor of California. So just success after success after success. And so when I was looking at confidence and success, I was like, okay, what's with this guy? Like how, what is he thinking and how does he think about it? So I was reading um, some stuff about him and there was an interview with him. I think it was on um, Tim Ferriss's podcast. This was like seven years ago or something. And he told this story of when he was at um, a major bodybuilding competition, um, like Mr. World or something. I don't know what it was called, but he's at this bodybuilding competition. And he said that at that level, like this was like for the best bodybuilders in the world. He said that at that level, all of the bodybuilders really had the same physiques. They all were super jacked. They all could have won. And he said that at that level, so you had to put in the hard work, obviously, to get your body there. You had to lift the weights, eat, have the right diet, work hard over years, right, to get there. But he said that once you got to that competition, it really became more about confidence. And it became more about how you showed up on stage and what you were thinking when you were on stage. Because what we think about ourselves then comes out, it's how then we project that into the world, right? It's how we step into a room. It's how we communicate. It's how we look at people. What we're thinking about ourselves internally is then reflected in how we show up. So he said that what he would do, and I don't condone this, I don't agree with it, but it really made me think. So What he would do is the day before um, the competition, you know, they'd be working out in the gym, like getting their pump on or whatever before. And he said to one of the guys, he says, oh, like, do you have a leg injury? Like how, how, you know, do you have a leg injury? And that this is another competitor. The other competitor goes like, no, like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I, I just, um, your quads were looking a little bit small. Like your legs were looking a bit small. I just thought maybe you had an injury. No big deal. Right. Now, Arnold, didn't actually think the guy's legs look small. Arnold was trying to shake the person's confidence, right? He was trying to make that person think that, oh, maybe my legs are a bit small because he knew that if that person wasn't confident walking on stage, that it would give Arnold an upper hand. Now, like I said, I don't condone this, but I want you to listen to this next part. So what happened with that competitor is later Arnold said that he saw him like looking in the mirror and like, oh, you know, he could tell that the guy was questioning then, right? He started questioning himself and he started thinking like, oh, maybe my, my legs do look a little small. Like he said, they look small. Maybe they look small. And then the next day he did show up on stage less confident. So what creates our thoughts about ourselves isn't necessarily what we look like or if we're good at something, right? It's really just what we decide to think about it. So that guy the day before, he had big legs. Like he was fine, right? It was just that thought that, oh, maybe I'm not fine, that he let get in his head that then created that lack of confidence. So confidence is really a thought that we're thinking. And we get to choose those thoughts. We get to decide if one person's opinion about the size of our legs is going to impact what we think about our legs. We get to decide that. And I'm not saying that decision is easy. Actually, I would say that decision is really hard, really, really hard sometimes, the, the hardest thing. But we still get to decide, right? We still get to decide what we want to think going on at that stage. 
And another thing that Arnold said in this interview was that he would say in the morning, like, um, he would be at breakfast and he would kind of talk about just assuming that he was going to win later. Like, he'd be like, yeah, it's going to feel so good to be up on that stage later and to get that trophy or whatever they were given. And he would be like that around the other competitors and the other competitors would just kind of like agree with him almost because Arnold was so confident and other people, he was so able to choose his thoughts. Like he was so in charge of that and so conscious of it and aware and purposeful in it that the people around him that didn't have that skill that weren't able to do that, their thoughts just kind of went wherever, right? If someone would tell them a thought, they'd believe it. Or maybe a thought would pop into their head that was negative and they'd believe it. Or maybe a positive one and they'd believe it, but then another negative one. And they didn't have that skill of really being able to choose their thoughts. And I think that's what's made Arnold so successful is he's just decided. He's just decided to be successful and he's chosen thoughts no matter what was going on around him that, that created that success then that had him showing up in a way with confidence and taking action toward his goals and moving on when something wasn't working because he believed he's like, I know that I am valuable. I know I have like the right package to do this thing. All those different areas where he was successful. And so when he showed up like that, he really created then the outside effect that helped him build his confidence even more. So what happens is confidence starts with a thought, right? It starts with a little bit of like, um, maybe it's going on Tinder or something and thinking, you know what, I think people will match with me, right? So taking that that first step, feeling confident, and then continuing until we create the result we want, right? Continuing to match with people, continuing to talk with people until we have some dates set up. And then building our confidence and showing ourselves that yes, I can do this thing, right? But it starts with feeling confident at first. So back to like self-love and self-worth and all of that other stuff. So self-worth is really our thoughts about ourselves. So if we think things like my needs aren't important and these things might not be conscious, but we might just kind of default to them. Like we might not have the thought in our head, my needs aren't important, but we might think, oh, it's really important that I help this person out even if it's not convenient for me or it's a detriment to me, right? Or it's really important that I say yes to that thing. Or what's he thinking? What does he want? What, what, what does he need in this relationship? Instead of like, what, what do I need? Is this okay for me? Am I liking this? Am I happy? All of those things. So self-worth and how we build our self-worth is by the thoughts we think about ourselves in in little moments right so it's thinking something like it's okay for me to say no to working that extra shift for example and it's okay for me to have needs that's a huge one right just reaffirming and validating ourselves that it's okay for me to have needs or my body is okay how it is I kind of even like my body instead of letting other people's thoughts um, kind of jump in, right? Maybe someone who didn't find you attractive or what you see on social media or whatever. So that's where self-worth comes from is these little thoughts about ourselves. The mistake that people make is that they think that they need to go 
or that there's like either having self-worth and having no self-worth. Like it's like a one or the other when really self-worth is something that we grow and build and decide on through each thought that we think and through each little step that we make. So it's not something that just happens. It's something that you can learn. You can learn how to start shifting those thoughts about you. You can learn how to be more like Arnold in the good ways, not in the bad ways, but you can learn how to be, to choose how you're going to think about yourself and to really have those thoughts, not like a false affirmation where you're just trying to tell yourself, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, but really learning how to really tell yourself things and talk to yourself in a way and think about yourself in a way that actually does help you grow and that actually does help you feel better. Okay. Now self-love. What is self-love? So I really think that self-love is just about how we interact with ourselves and it's how we talk about ourselves and to ourselves. So when we're loving to ourselves, it builds our self-concept or how we see ourselves. So when we're loving to ourselves, it increases our self-worth and our self-confidence. So self-love looks like um, kindness. And it looks like, it looks like love. So how we treat ourselves is something that we're taught. So it's taught by society. It's taught by our parents. It's taught by like people that we interact with. So imagine you have a teacher growing up and the one teacher says, you're just bad at math. You're terrible at math. Um, you're just going to struggle with math. We're just going to kind of pass you. You need to work harder. You're lazy things like that, right? Why don't you do your homework? You're lazy. That's not loving. And for some of us, we don't know because we, we don't really have the opposite of that, right? We weren't shown loving relationships or how to act loving. So in our head, we, our self-dialogue isn't loving. How we talk to ourselves is the same way. We talk to ourselves and say, I'm lazy. I should be doing more. Why didn't I do that? You have to be careful. You're going to make a mistake. What's wrong with you? How could you have done that? You should have known better. All of that, right? And if you identify with this right now, that's okay. Um, I've, I have that dialogue sometimes too. It's okay. But starting to recognize that and recognize that like, hey, that was someone taught me how to interact with myself like that. And I don't really want to do that anymore. That's one of the first steps to really leaving that and changing it. And then we slowly over time start shifting our thoughts and we start treating ourselves in different ways. Now, imagine you had another math teacher that maybe you weren't doing good in math and the teacher said, oh, okay, what's wrong? What are you struggling with here? Is it that you just don't like the math? Is something going on at home or in your personal life that's keeping you from concentrating? Um... Do you have trouble studying? Do you know how to study? Like, do you need some help studying? What can I do to help you? That's a totally different conversation, right? Then we're taught that that's how we should interact with ourselves. We're taught that when we're struggling with something, we should start looking and like and loving ourselves through it and saying, you know, what, what's up? Like, is this just, do I just really not like math? And this is just something I need to get through. Is something else going on with me? Like, am I just not okay? Do I need extra help? Like, do I just really not know this skill of math? What's happening, right? Let's get curious. I love you. We're good. We're going to figure this out together. When we have that conversation with ourselves and when we have that internal dialogue with ourselves, 
it really builds self-confidence and self-esteem. Because in the first example, with that first teacher, we were taught that you're lazy. There's something wrong with you. So of course, we're not going to feel confident. Of course, we're not going to have self-worth, right? And then we bring this into, I know I used a math example, but that's how it starts is stuff like that, like as we're growing up and, and our different experiences. And then we get into a relationship and our internal dialogue is still saying that. It's still saying there's something wrong with you. You should know better. What's wrong with you? Why did you do that? Um, we are taught that if we make a mistake, we should, someone should be angry at us. And we show up in a relationship and we allow and attract people who are, talk to us like that or who think about us like that or who, who have those same internal dialogues. And then back and forth in the relationship, we're just creating this, this kind of not love. I was going to say hate even toward each other versus that other teacher where if you're used to hearing from other people and then in your own head hey what's up like I noticed this isn't going well what's happening then when a partner starts telling you there's something wrong with you you're gonna know that something's off right you're gonna be like wait a minute this isn't how I talk to myself this feels bad what's happening but if we don't know how to do that we we won't really have that that internal kind of alarm go off. So self-confidence and um, a lack of self-worth or a lack of self-love can really impact our relationships and it can be the reason. However, the only way that we really change that is by taking a look at this stuff, right? It's by learning how to change those thoughts that we're thinking about ourselves. It's by learning how to change that inner dialogue with how we talk about ourselves. And it's also so, so, so very helpful to have other people reflect that back to us and to teach us or demonstrate to us how to be loving towards ourselves. It's so, so useful. So if you want help doing that, if you want help shifting your inner dialogue and really learning how to respond to yourself in a loving way so that you can build your self-worth and self-confidence, reach out to me. That's exactly what we do. I have a three-month program. We meet once a week over Zoom for an hour and we work on shifting that dialogue. We work on how you show up in relationships because of how you're thinking about yourself, how you deal with other people how, and how they're treating you and how you deal with yourself. And we work on all of that. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.